Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. angel said to the women, do not be afraid. I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he has risen. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. A couple of years ago, I was in our garage and I noticed a spider web and I'm not a huge fan of spiders. And by that, I mean whenever I see one, I kindly ask my wife to kill it. But there was no spider in this web, and so in a very manly way, I took a broom and I knocked it down from a distance, thinking that was that. Well, that was not that. The next day, I saw that this spider rewove the web I broke, except for this time, her web was bigger more complex, and frankly, more beautiful. This spider was a formidable foe, and I could not help but admire her work. Of course, that did not stop me from picking up a can of military-grade wasp spray and reducing this web to a few meager strands. And this time, I knew that was that except for the fact that it wasn't. Because whenever I got home, those strands had been used for a new web so impressive, so intricate, that I was speechless in the face of its beauty. You see, both times I thought I was breaking the web, killing it. But in reality, my actions were used, accounted for, factored in, and the spider's process of making her web more beautiful. Or to put it a bit differently, when I did my absolute worst, this spider used it to make her best, a creation more beautiful than had her web never been broken. And so let's be clear about the context in which the first Easter took place. The world had done its absolute worst by crucifying the Son of God The hope that in Jesus, God's kingdom had arrived, this hope has seemingly been torn to shreds. And so just think about the two Marys in today's gospel. Can you imagine how defeated they must feel? How lost, how afraid. The world has done its absolute worst to them and to their leader. This Jesus who... They had left everything to follow, who embodied love like no one they had ever known before. This man who kissed lepers and cured the sick and gave hope to the hopeless. He's been crucified and thrown out like trash. And so as the Marys walked to the tomb and the darkness of that first Easter morn, The web of their soul is broken. 
And of course, even now, as we examine our lives and our world, we know something of their defeat and their fear. Because even after the resurrection, very little in the appearance of our world changed. The Romans continued to crucify people. Nations continued to war. Plagues and pandemics continued to come. And this perhaps is what makes faith so hard for so many. That God allows evil to exist. That God allows the web of creation, the web of our soul, the web of our families to be knocked down by the broom of sin and selfishness and sickness. And we all feel that when someone we love dies, when the only cure we can imagine for war is war, when we can't change either ourselves or someone else, we feel the world doing its worst and we feel angry and guilty and scared because, well, we are that world. As Ernest Hemingway put it, eventually life breaks everyone. And the two Marys in today's gospel, life has certainly broken them. This is always the context in which Easter happens. Our defeat, our fear, our need for rescue, for God to find us in our wandering lostness and do something new in our world and in our life. And there is only one reason I ask us to contemplate our defeat. It's so that we can feel experience, revel in our belief that God raised Jesus bodily from the dead. Look, the angel says to the Marys, I know you came here this morning defeated and looking for a dead person, but this man that you love and that loves you, this man that you hoped would heal our life and heal this world, he is not here for he has risen. I recently heard a story about a convert to Christianity and his friends were curious about why he became a Christian. All religions, they said, have a founding teacher and wisdom to offer and so why Jesus? And I thought that his answer was clever. He said, well, suppose you're going down a road and the road forked in two directions, and you didn't know which way to go. And there at the fork were two men, one dead and one alive. Which man would you ask for directions? There is only one reason why we worship together as one church this morning, one reason why we can say with confidence that we are together though physically apart, one reason we shout hallelujah at the top of our lungs. It's because we believe that our Lord, our Savior, our teacher, our friend, we believe that he is alive. That when we did our absolute worst by crucifying the word made flesh, that God used our worst, accounted for it, factored it in, in order to give us his best 
by raising Jesus from the dead. And so today is not about the power of the human spirit or about faith and progress or the evolution of human consciousness. And eager has nothing to do with how we can overcome. No, Easter is a definitive statement that God has overcome every sin, every mistake, every accident, every defeat. Wherever the web of your soul has been torn, God has overcome all of it by raising Jesus from the dead. Not too long ago, I was looking through some old photos, pictures of the past, and I marveled that who I was then seemed so different from who I am now, and I couldn't help but think how neat it would be to see a picture of my future. But then it hit me. That's exactly what Easter is. In Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, God gives us a picture of our future self in him. We are raised. Our bodies are healed. We are utterly alive. As Paul says in his letter to the Colossians, when Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him, not in defeat, but in glory. You see, in the same way that the spider used the places where I broke her web to reweave it into something more beautiful than before, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is our assurance that this is what God intends to do with our life. And so I wonder the unique way that life has broken you or will break you, the addiction the fear, the shame, the regret, the pain, the disease, the unresolved relationship, the career that never took off. If Easter means anything, it's that in Christ, from these meager strands, God is rewriting your story in such a way that your future self is more beautiful and more joyful and more alive than had the web of your soul never been torn in the first place. That is our assurance. The very meaning behind the angel, not just rolling back the stone, but sitting on it as if to flaunt the power of God to bring good out of evil and new life out of death. The assurance being not that things won't go wrong, because in this world, things eventually go wrong for all of us. But our assurance is that God has nailed all wrongness to Jesus' cross and that in his resurrection, God forever makes it right. And you know what that means? It means that one day our fear and our anxiety and our pain will be exposed for what it truly is. Empty as the tomb on that first Easter morning. And so I can't help but smile as I think about Pontius Pilate getting word that first Good Friday that Jesus was dead, that his cute little revolution had come to an end. Truth be told, Pilate probably had mixed feelings about it. This was not the first man he crucified 
and it would not be the last. And so in my mind, he probably shrugged his shoulders and poured a drink, thinking that was that. That was not that. And if the resurrection of the Son of God means anything, it's that with God, that is never that. That sin, that mistake, that death, that tragedy, that loneliness, that virus, that confusion, that unique way, the web of your soul has been torn, that is never that. The web is being rewoven even now. And so gaze no more at the tomb where your fear and anxiety and despair all live. Jesus is not there, for he is risen. And because Jesus lives, so do you. Amen.